Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's getting wild here, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. We look up and another touchdown for Ohio State. They're taking mm-hmm. command in Piscataway, New Jersey against Rutgers. I mentioned Syracuse is up ahead against Florida State. Florida State has just leapt back in front now, 16, 13 seconds to go before the half. And right now, uh, Oklahoma trying to get points on the board about 15 seconds to go before halftime. Alabama. Another Ole Miss turnover has mm-hmm. led to another Alabama touchdown, 28 nothing now, Crimson Tide. You know, until it's proven otherwise, the more we talk about this, it's Alabama and Georgia and everybody else. It really it is. Really, I mean, you have seen both of these underdogs in these high-profile SEC games. Arkansas got their fair share of report. Part of that was injury-related, but that was even getting bet before Daniels was ruled out yeah. for today. Stetson Bennett gets a start, no problem. Ole Miss, all of a sudden, Matt Corral, you know, Mr. Heisman favorite. Bye-bye. Look, that motivates Nick Saban mm-hmm. a little bit. And by the way, this is a good time for Alabama to have a good performance. By the way, a certain Arch Manning is oh. in Tuscaloosa for his visit because I was seeing on that Manning cast on Monday Night Football last week, Nick Saban was a guest. I was like, and I tweeted, Nick Saban's more than happy to take this booking to talk with uh, the, the two uncles here sure. on Monday Night Football because Arch coming to Tuscaloosa – and he's visiting both of these programs. Of course, the number one player for 2023. So uh, Alabama, 28 to nothing. Show them who's boss game. Sometimes you get those with these favorites. I don't know if there was a prop out there that you could get Alabama to pitch a shutout in the first half, but that's what they're trying to do with a minute to go before halftime, 28 nothing. 
Crimson Tide. Let's go back out to Mandalay Bay. Ben Falks has been doing a great job for us, as he always does. And Ben, I wonder on this Alabama game, right? It feels like every week, I don't know if the books can juice it up high enough to get people off of Alabama first half, but that play keeps hitting. Did it hit again today on the tickets you're seeing? Yeah, guys, it's going to. Uh, Alabama minus nine and a half on the first half. A fascinating total as well. A first half total of 42, which is unheard of, <laughs> really. Uh, you know, that's a full game total, certainly in the NFL. Um, but Alabama up 28 nothing, going to cash another first half ticket. A lot of backers here at Mandalay Bay. It's been a lot of cheering, uh, especially in the first couple rows from a, a couple uh, gentlemen who are well served, I would say. So they <laughs> definitely have some Alabama first half and probably full game tickets. But it's just something we talk about as well. There's many different ways to bet the game, right? And kind of Alabama right now, they just are covering those first half numbers. It's probably something to keep going back to until they don't. You know, it's interesting, Ben, because I, I just looked up and I saw that the the home crowd there in Tuscaloosa gave the Crimson Tide a standing ovation. This game has just gone to the half, so those uh, Alabama backers in the first half easily cash that, and the under, to your point, Ben, easily cashes as well, 28 nothing. Look, I think a lot of people thought, if you're an Alabama backer, oh, Ole Miss isn't in our league. I don't think anybody saw a shutout coming mm -hmm. in the first half. So to your point, Wes, Nick Saban's like, oh, you think these guys are going to come in here and their Heisman Trophy is the favorite yeah. to win the Heisman Trophy? they throw it all around the lot against us? No, no, no. This is still Alabama. We still play defense down here. And I think this is, albeit against Ole Miss, mm -hmm. they are making a statement today. Yeah, they absolutely are. So I think, look, and Georgia made theirs earlier, 37 nothing went over Arkansas. So like I'm saying, Alabama and Georgia versus the world right now in college football, and Alabama and Georgia going to be 1-2, assuming this result holds. Now 28 to nothing, and we saw, and Ben was mentioning it, and I know Scott Shelton of MGM uh, was also talking about this. He's like, we don't have a dollar, even though Ole Miss was getting support for the full game. We don't have like a dollar on them for the wow. first half because everybody's going to bet Alabama first half, but why not if they keep cashing tickets for you? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Absolutely. We'll check back in with Ben Fox doing great work over at Mandalay Bay. But uh, Oklahoma does have the lead 13-10. to 10. Very unimpressive offensive start here. Only one touchdown, two field goals. But they do have the three-point lead here. Two seconds to go before halftime. Notre Dame got a big turnover because I thought they were dead. They just looked mm -hmm. dead in South Bend. 17-0. A little pressure. Uh, and they force a turnover. And right now, they are first in goal with about 90 seconds yeah. to go in the third quarter. So, Wes, a team that I think we kind of snoozed off and thought that game might be over, if they can punch it in here, which it looks like they, they have, do. all of a sudden, Notre Dame, again, I always have to put this in the context of the college football playoff because that's what they're playing for. Mm -hmm. That's the big prizes that we're looking at for these teams today. To your point about Alabama and Georgia, if they keep winning the way they are winning, nobody's going to say, no matter what happens in the yeah. SEC title game, that they're both undefeated in that game. There's two of your four yes. spots taken. Yes. No matter who wins or loses, that's going to be taken. It's going to be up to the Cincinnati's. It's going to be up to the Notre Dame's. It's going to be up to the Oregon's, to make Oklahoma's at this stage, to make their case and or one loss Ohio State. Mm -hmm. And all these teams in action right now, certain teams are making a statement and others like Oregon right now, maybe a little bit more to be desired. And that's why I said this Cincinnati-Notre Dame game is a loser-leave-town match it because is. it's going to have to be because, look, Cincinnati just doesn't have SMU's a decent enough team, but that's not going to really improve your strength of schedule here. So this is the game the Bearcats got to win if they're going to be taken seriously for the playoff. 
And this is also a game Notre Dame's got to win because, yeah, they've got names on there, but those names, those USC's and, and the like that they still have on their schedule, those Stanford teams, you know, not really hitting home runs right no. now. So, you know, Notre Dame doesn't have that marquee win that I think is remaining on their schedule. So loser is going to be out. No question about it. 17 to 7, uh, 119 to go in the third quarter. They've reached halftime at Little Manhattan, and Oklahoma still has that three point lead, 13 to 10. A team that I, I think we all assumed would, at, if not be in the college football playoff, but at least in the conversation, was Clemson. Mm-hmm. Four weeks in, they're out of the conversation. And I, when we had Scott Seidenberg on last hour, I thought he made a great point about how motivated are these kids going to be when you're starting to back Clemson financially. Going forward, you got to do it tonight against BC. This could be a difficult spot for the Tigers here. How motivated do you think? And this is where coaching comes into play. Mm-hmm. If you want to lay 14 and a half, go ahead. But Dabo Sweeney, this is on you to get DJU. Get the offensive line figured out. Can you do Boston College is not a bad football team, people. No, they're not. And I really like what Jeff Halfley is doing with Boston College. I have them for the overseason wins that I wrote about in the VC College Football Betting Guide. And and I like where I'm sitting here. It is yeah. Dennis Grossel. Now, he is a veteran, but that is a drop-off yes. from Phil Yurkovich. This is a lot of running the ball, and that's what they did against Mizzou last week. Now, maybe those numbers don't look as impressive because we saw what happened to Mizzou today right. against Tennessee. They got absolutely blown off the field. You you look at Clemson, and, and it's just kind of amazing, Dave, to see they rank last in the ACC in yards per game. Clemson. And also last in points per game. It, 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 is, it is crazy. And they're number 25 in the AP poll. So they were 97 straight weeks in the top 10. And now they're just hanging on to be in the top 25. But now we're going to find out about Dabo. Like you said, it's easy to kind of coach when things are rolling good. Mm-hmm. And you're beating the hell out of everybody pretty much every single week and going to the playoff every year. Now can you get your team to stay with the season? And that's why I have not laid this yet. I would lean to the Clemson side, though, because I think BC has kind of feasted a little bit on an early week schedule, and that's always a concern, and sure. you've kind of seen it a couple times today. We've seen it uh, with Ole Miss, at least so Undefeated far. Undefeated Ole Miss, yeah, and all of a sudden. Kind of a softer schedule, this Louisville. and then you step up, and then you get slapped around and then told, okay, this is how good you really are, right. so... I'm not really running the cut in line to lay Clemson. That <laughs> might be the side I end up on, especially if I can lay an even 14 instead of laying 14 and a half or 15. So I understand the support on Boston College, but it's kind of like Clemson has now been totally thrown in the garbage and is like, okay, this is the mangy mutt. This isn't, you know, a, a finely bred dog or right. somebody, you know, a nice rescue. Right. This is somebody We're not like, see him on best this is show. somebody in the alley now. Right that nobody wants like a Clemson and maybe, you know, maybe this is where the pride kicks in. It's like, okay, fellas, are we a national championship program or not? You know, because there are guys here that have been in the college football playoff. These aren't just all replacement and all young guys here. So lean Clemson, but uh, a tepid one at this point. And again, that's the double-edged sword when you have the success that Dabo has had down there in Death Valley because people go, well, Clemson, they're supposed to play for the national championship every year. They weren't saying that 10 years ago. Yeah. That's what Dabo's done with this program. Yeah. So the expectation level is up here. That's why when you look at these these spreads, they're, they're caked in. They're, they're baked yeah. in because you go, well, it's Clemson. So they got to be two touchdowns better than BC. Well, maybe not this year, 
But to your point, let's see if Dabo can really get these guys playing back to Clemson football. And maybe they don't have the horses this year. You're right. I think tonight that really will say a lot about them going forward if they're mailing in the rest of the Mm -hmm. year or if they're going to have some pride, which I think Dabo would like to see them have. And I'll tell you this, listening to him after that NC State loss, he didn't freak out. He wasn't dogging his kids. Right. He wasn't. It was a very workmanlike, okay, this is where we are. Guess what? We're going to get better. Yeah. So I, I take that and I go, I like to hear that. Because as you say, when things are going well, it's easy to say, look at me. I'm going to replace Nick Saban one day at Alabama. That's the only other job. Mm-hmm. No, no, Dabo didn't, didn't do any of that. Showed some humility after that loss to, to NC State. I'd be very surprised yeah. if they lay another egg tonight against And PC. you look at that schedule. They're going to be double-digit favorites in every single game, yes. even against a Wake Forest team that who knows what they're going to be there in, on November 20th, but they're 5-0. and Right now, Clemson in that Atlantic division is looking up at Wake Forest, and they've already been beaten by NC State, but... I don't think there's much separation here in the ACC, and that's why you still think Clemson could very well be live. That's still why they're minus money to win the ACC, despite the fact that they're 1-1 and in the conference, 2-0 and overall. Talked about lowest yards, lowest points in the conference, but there's a reason why, because there's not that much separation with talent in the ACC. We have not gotten to the half yet at the farm. Stanford taking on Oregon, and again, Stanford, the tree up by 10. Potentially another turnover against Oregon could have major implications of this game and the college football playoff going forward if that holds. Come on and find out on the other side of a very short break. You're on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Football season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or over and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Wes Reynolds here on Betting Across America. I am Dave Ross, and I had mentioned going to break that potentially a turnover for Oregon. Nope, it was reviewed and reversed. Oregon maintains possession. About two and a half minutes to go here before halftime, and they're on the move now with a first and 10 at about the 23-yard line of Stanford. Ducks minus one and a half, 59 and a half, the oh. in-game total at BetMGM, and we'll stay in the Pac-12. We do have a final score. USC 37-14 to 14 over Colorado. USC gets it done laying the number of eight. So uh, fight on at least for this week, and then next week they let you down, and that's what it's going to be with USC pretty much the rest of the year, it seems like. Can't figure them out at all. Uh, Notre Dame, by the way, got a stop against uh, Ritter and company from the – Bearcat offense, but immediately went three and out and just punted back to Cincinnati. We're into the fourth quarter there, 17-7. And again, a huge title implications on the game there because, as you mentioned, Wes, and I think astutely so, the loser, bye-bye. Yeah. You're not going to have a shot to make a claim for the college And let me get a couple live lines in before we get to our segment. Cincinnati now minus 9.5, minus 135 at BetMGM, 36.5 the in-game total. Ole Miss and Alabama. Al- Alabama, six and a half for the second half. So that's 34 and a half adjusted. 62 and a half adjusted on the total. So the total is getting bet to the over for the second half, about 34 and a half. But right now, all Alabama. Oklahoma, 13 to 10 at halftime. Support coming in on Kansas State. Uh, not a lot of belief in Oklahoma, and probably rightfully so. Now, minus four for the second half are the Sooners at BetMGM 27, your total. All right, it's a fun game to play. We like to do it here, betting across America. Buy, sell, or hold, and let's do it right now in the SEC because obviously some statements were made earlier are being made currently. I want to get your thoughts here when we look at Alabama. Now, again, minus 145 to win the SEC, and you go, wow, Alabama, Mm -hmm. minus 145. i got to jump all over that number. Wait a minute, probably going to have to play Georgia. Somewhere down the road in order to get that done and cash that ticket. What do you make of that number? Yeah, I wonder if this is like buy Alabama and Georgia and sell the hell out of everybody (laughs) else based on what I said in the last segment because it looks Alabama and Georgia and everybody else. Now, Georgia still has to play the cocktail party. Mm. They still do got to play a Florida team that only has one loss. And look, I thought really Florida outplayed Alabama for three quarters. So 
you got to keep in mind, you know, when you're looking at that, I think the Georgia schedule a little bit easier being in that East division, but you still got to play Florida and Duval at the end, near the end of October and looking at the Alabama schedule as well. At Texas A&M, I know they have slipped, and A&M, by the way, plays Mississippi State tonight, but still not easy to go win in College Station. Uh, so, you know, you wouldn't totally say that that's a gimme, but right. they're certainly going to be a big favorite. And then they get LSU coming in, start of November. Arkansas comes in, they go to Auburn. So Alabama maybe has a more potential of a landmine than Georgia when you look at the schedule, but... If Alabama plays like this, it's going to be them and Georgia in the SEC championship. So I don't think I think we're going to be talked off the ledge here for Ole Miss. You could have got them pre-flop today before the game, twenty-five to one. That's going to go way up now or down, depending on your perspective here, because it just looks like they are clearly outclassed by Alabama here, twenty-eight nothing at halftime. So Florida becomes the more intriguing number for any potential long shot, right? At forty to one, and the reason why they might be intriguing is because of the way they looked in that second half against Alabama. You mentioned the cocktail party against Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. So if they are the second half team that outplayed Alabama, is there any value there at 40 to one? That's probably maybe the only way that you can look, I think in this conference, Florida, of course, has Kentucky. That's going to uh, kick off here at the top of the hour. Then you get Vanderbilt at home. You go to LSU, still not easy. You get mm-hmm. the cocktail party on Halloween weekend down in Jacksonville. And then, if you look at the November schedule at South Carolina, Samford at home, stepping out of uh, conference, mm-hmm. and then at Missouri, and then you have Florida State at home. Nobody's going to trip them up, you would think, in November. So look if Florida beats Georgia, and they're tied, obviously, with the record, and Florida doesn't stub their toe really the rest of the year, then it's going to be Florida and Alabama and Atlanta for wow. the SEC championship game. So Really, Florida, to me, would probably be the only value team I think you could look at. Okay, so getting back to our two heavy favorites, and that is Bama laying the short price and Georgia getting the small price at the plus number here. Out of those two, which one would you play? If you had to only play one, because you're right, you got to look at it and say it's going to be Georgia and Alabama playing mm-hmm. for the SEC title. I guess I'm, what I'm asking you specifically is who wins that game? Because that's, <laughs> that's the hard part, right? Because that's, that's what it comes down to for those numbers. I have a Georgia national title ticket from the summer, and I really like this defense. And look, this defense was spectacular today. Was On offense, they don't have those guys that like dazzle you. They they don't have those receivers like a John Mechie, who of course plays for Alabama. But they, they're just effective. Like they're not pretty, but they're effective. But you look at that. <laughs> Excuse me. You look at that Alabama defense Mm -hmm. that was kind of questioned against Florida. It's like they got outplayed. Ole Miss only got 109 yards in the first half. Uh, By the way, when you mentioned the live live adjusted odd in the tree game against Oregon, you mentioned Oregon was still the favorite down 10. And it was minus a point and a half for Oregon. Guess what just happened? Stanford, fourth and goal for Oregon, punched him right in the mouth. Mm -hmm. Stuffed it, turned it over. So the tree holds, and right now, they're more than likely going to go to halftime up 10 on Oregon. Yeah. So here's your first true stumbling block for one of those teams with a big signature win at Ohio State, week number one. If they win out in the Pac-12, they're going to have a strong case, maybe not enough to get into the college football playoff, but certainly a strong case to do so. Right now, not so good. Under a minute to go in the first half. Down by 10. Yeah, I got to think we're going to have a flip of favorites here in the Ooh. end game. I was just looking at the screen at BetMGM. Not updated quite yet. 
Stanford pinned on their own one here, so you don't want to turn it over. No. Oregon does have two timeouts. Stanford basically probably going to run it up the middle and just Sneak see if it. Oregon uses their timeouts, or maybe Mario Cristobal likes to go to the locker room and say, okay, fellas, we're down 10. You know, here's some adversity, and it doesn't look like Oregon is taking their timeouts. So okay. David Shaw, more than happy to go into uh, Stanford Stadium locker room with the 17-7 Huge lead. potential upset there. Getting back to our hypothetical SEC title game, Alabama-Georgia, neutral field in the ATL. It's not neutral. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a Georgia crowd. Right? Okay. Bama travels. Well, I know they sell the tickets. They're going to be even split, all that. Give me the Wes Reynolds look-ahead line that you would make it right now from what you've seen out of these. I mean, look, we know how good Georgia's defense is. I think some people might be surprised to see what Alabama's doing in the first half to Mm -hmm. Ole Miss and what we think is a great offense with Lane Kiffin. What do you think that number would be right now? Well, what did they lay? What did uh, Alabama lay at Florida a couple weeks ago? I think it was what, like sixteen and I a half. I want to say fourteen and fifteen somewhere. In that yeah, range. yeah. So, like, let's say if they were laying that on a road on a neutral site, they'd be laying ten or ten and a half to Florida. I think Alabama maybe seven, seven at least seven and a half. Oh, that's too high. You think really? so? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm if you if you're putting it in, I think you're urging me to take the dogs. If you're gonna give me seven and a hook. Well, and get over that number of seven. Here's what you got to think, too, is that okay. Alabama, more of the proven commodity. I know Georgia went to the national championship game a few years ago, but Alabama's been there every damn year. Yes. And Georgia has not. Georgia has all, all, always fallen short. So it's like you got to put that premium in the line here because Nick Saban, of course, uh, look, uh, never lost to his assistant and beating up another one today. His old buddy Lane Kiffin here, 28th and nothing at the half. So it's like, okay, I don't think he's going to necessarily – be afraid of Kirby Smart. No. I think that's going to be put into the line in terms of the coaching edge because Saban, he's always going to be given the coaching edge pretty much against anybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think he has probably really earned that reputation. So I think on a neutral site, because even though the game would be in Georgia, the SEC championship game, that's going to be split down the middle. Alabama is going to have at least half the fans in the in the uh, old George Dome what is it now the Mercedes-Benz yeah. Dome or whatever the hell it's called but anyway <laughs> though I don't yeah, know yeah. Yeah. Alabama I think would be about touchdown favorites because if you're thinking they're going to lay 15 on the road at Florida or 14 that would mean they'd probably be 10 or 11 how much do you rate Georgia over Florida so I think Georgia, like laying four to Florida, would be fair. So I think seven, seven and a half. I, I like the exercise. It's a fun exercise to do with you. And also, I wonder when when do the books start to real? I, I know they've tried to do it. This first half Alabama trend mm-hmm. to play Alabama in the first half. How how high a number do they have to set it so that people get off of that? Because West right now that is just the, the number doesn't matter because the betters aren't going to be number sensitive. They're going to be like okay. That's covering. That trend is good. Bet this. It's been going back for several years. They don't care what the damn number is. They're going to go ahead and bet it. And look, why not? They're cashing tickets. It has not lost yet this year. When we come back, Dave Miller is going to join us. And again, Wes, we're going to try to extract information like the hardened reporters that we are and figure out who he might vote for for the Heisman Trophy because he's got to vote. We'll discuss when you come back with us on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over unders and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. Back here, Betting Across America alongside Wes Reynolds. I am Dave Ross, and Wes, what has caught your eye, my friend? Uh, what has caught my eye is now 35 nothing Alabama. Oh. They do score on the uh, first drive, six plays, 77 yards. About to make it 35 nothing And uh, also, Notre Dame, not quite dead yet oh. up there in South Bend. 17-7 to uh, on Cincinnati territory, second and three, about eight and a half to go. 17 to 7. Cohen's going to throw it to the end zone. That's going to be caught. We have a ball game in South Bend. I'm just saying, look, I get it was 17 nothing. They went for it on fourth and five. They didn't get it. Could have had the field goal. Could have been a tie game at this point, but still going to be chasing that three right now. But you would never second guess. Would you were never first second guess. guess. You were first guessing. I was first guessing it as it happened. Uh, it's always a pleasure when we have Dave Miller on the program from Field Level Media. He is a Heisman voter. And Dave, we know, Wes and I do, we would never, ever say, who are you going to vote for for the Heisman Trophy? Because we know it's like double secret probation for you guys and how coveted that Heisman vote is. But, Dave Miller, if you were to vote today for the Heisman Trophy, because you're not actually voting, who would you vote for? Like the last, let's say, three decades or so, it's been really quarterback-heavy uh, you got to play for a top five team, a CFP team, a BCS team. Totally understandable. Like, you know, those are the best players on the best teams. Totally understandable. I'm wondering, though, you know, coming off of a weird 2020 year, both on the field and, like, in everyone's personal lives, coming into 2021 where you have a Georgia and Alabama as the establishment and then all these other teams that can create chaos, will we see sort of an outlier? So, you know, it got, it got me thinking, you know, maybe a, a Travion Henderson if Ohio State sort of runs the table, maybe uh, a Blake Corum if Michigan could remain unbeaten and maybe knock off Ohio State or at least keep it close, or a guy like a B. John Robinson at Texas, you know, non-quarterback. If I had the vote right now, though, it just has to be Bryce Young. I mean, I understand he's in a friendly system, but the guy's just tremendous both. You know, he, he doesn't even have to run that much, but he can if he wanted to. He's just a, a pure passer, still young, still raw. But Bryce Young would have to have my vote. I mean, guys, look at what goes on every Saturday when Alabama plays. Right. Uh, no question, Dave. And again, I just wonder, because, you know, Wes and I are not Heisman vo- voters, so how many gesticulations does it change, switch around your opinion as the year goes on, Dave? Like, how do you try to remember what's happened in September and October and not get overly swayed by what happens in late November? For sure. That's a great question. First of all, a lot of people, I don't think, realize that we only can select three guys. So case in point, last season, when we had the Kyle Trask, Matt Jones situation, Devontae Smith, all those guys, well, you can only vote for three. The way I went last year, I had Devontae number one. I won Kyle Trask two. And it was nothing against Mac Jones. I just didn't want to have two Bama guys on my ballot. Again, you can only pick three. With that third spot in the past, you know, I've gone Rashad Penny. I've gone Daryl Henderson. I've done Chuba Hubbard. I just want to reward in that third spot a guy who had a tremendous season, whether you're from the group of five or not. 
I, that's just how I do things. A lot of people think, you know, we pick on guys. That's not the case. In terms of how I remember, I mean, you know, I, I do my little weekly notebook, and I just, for me, I look at each individual player and have, you know, look at that narrative. When I look back at the 2016 season, for example, that's when I got my first vote. That was the Lamar Jackson year. And if we remember, Louisville was in the race until I believe that first Saturday in November when that's they right. had that, yeah, that thrilling game against Clemson. So when I look back at that 2016 season, I think of Lamar Jackson as good as Deshaun was. And I believe that was the year that uh, Clemson did win the title against Bama. But that, that was a Lamar Jackson year for me. And then moving forward, you know, you had your Baker Mayfield year the next season, I believe. And then it was the Kyler Tua debate. So, you know, I have my notebook. And at the end of the year, when I submit my vote on that, I think first Monday in December or after the title games, what have you, I just look and I, and I just think to myself, I listen to my gut. When I think about the 2021 season, which guy is the one that stands out? I love it. And to what Dave was just saying in terms of maybe for one of those three spots, like a Rashad Penny or somebody from like a group of five school, the obvious candidate right now would be Desmond Ritter. And by the way, that was Drew Pine that threw that touchdown. Missed extra point, though, there in South and Notre Dame Stadium. 17 to 13 right now. Bearcats minus four and a half, 36 and a half on the end game total. But to your point, Dave, in terms of one of these like group of five type of guys or somebody a little under the radar, Desmond Ritter, not necessarily under the radar. I'm seeing him at like 10 to one to win the Heisman. The numbers not exactly overwhelming today, but how much as a voter do you give credence to? It's like, okay, just win, baby. It doesn't necessarily have to be you throw for 400 yards and you go eight and four or nine and three. This guy so far is getting it done. He absolutely is. And, you know, he's a guy who he's had some slow first halves, but ultimately he's put together some really strong performances. Last season, for example, I went Grayson McCall as my number three pick. I know that sounds a little bit crazy, but the Sun Belt had an opportunity last year to really stand out. We got to watch a lot of Sun Belt football because of the COVID situation. And he was a redshirt freshman. And I know Coastal's defense is really good, but Grayson McCall, while his numbers weren't eye-popping, that's not the kind of offense that Coastal Carolina runs. So I wanted to reward him with my third pick. A guy this year, I, I looked at the board coming into this weekend, Jay Kaner, the Fresno State quarterback, mm-hmm. at plus 4,000. Four I mean, you look at his numbers in the loss to Oregon, very good. He was not the reason why they lost. So there's guys out there. And, yeah, Desmond Ritter, this would be a huge win. If Cincinnati runs the table, I think they still have SMU left, UCF. This is the game, obviously, to keep them in it. And we'll see if ultimately, the, if they do win, if the committee would give Cincinnati not. I, I think, you know, I understand you can't base stuff on last season, but look at the performance they gave Georgia in the bowl game. I just think if Cincinnati runs the table and continues to play well, we'll see. I, I think this could be a year where we have that number four team. You know, we could have like four teams with two losses or like one bad loss going after that last spot and then maybe an undefeated Cincinnati. So we'll see. Talking to Dave Miller from Field Level Media, Heisman voter, and of course follow him on Twitter as I do at Dave at Miller underscore Dave. Uh, Dave, let's talk a little bit about what happened today so far with Matt Corral, because obviously right now they're getting just blown out, 35 nothing. Pre-flop today, he was the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy at plus 155. Wes, you saw those numbers already move after what happened in the first half. Yeah, not a huge move, but now Matt Corral, not the favorite. Bryce Young is, of course, the favorite. And literally, you know, what Dave was saying, Bryce Young's done nothing wrong. Solid numbers. I know he's in, like, you know... he's got a lot of tools around him. He's got a lot of tools in the box here with this Alabama team. But, 
you know, has been very composed. Uh, you know, there's usually kind of a drop off with quarterback. Not at all. And I just wonder though, Dave, because of this performance, at least through the first half and about five minutes into the third quarter, does this end Matt Corral's Heisman candidacy? Because it's it's bizarre to think that a guy can go from being the odds-on favorite three hour two hours ago to potentially being all the way out of the mix. Is that how high-profile a, a spotlight this is? Because I keep going back to Johnny Manziel of yesteryear when he did this against Alabama, and that propelled him to the Heisman Trophy. Do you think this is a, a nail, maybe three nails in the coffin for Matt Corral? See, I, I really hate that what have you done for me lately yes. mentality we all have. I, I don't think it does, and the reason is because I really, I mean, look what happened today. Arkansas, Georgia. Arkansas is a very good football team. Georgia is just that much better. Same here. Ole Miss is a very good team. Alabama is just that much better. Ole Miss is going to have the schedule to give Matt Corral opportunities to put up numbers and to, you know, potentially finish, you know, 10 and 2. We'll see. The other thing you have to keep in mind, hopefully, no, you know, you don't wish injury on anyone, but what if Bryce Young misses a couple games? Right. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a type of guy who, you know, you can miss a game or two and you can still get serious consideration, but I am a big believer in, you know, unfortunately staying healthy is part of the gig. So what if Bryce Young misses a couple weeks, then, you know, that, that opens things up for Matt Corral if an old miss goes 10-2 and two and he continues to put up numbers. And again, I, I think that's a great point, right? So that the people that are going to go and write him off mm-hmm. after this performance today, to, to Dave, to your point here, it's not over. It, it's never too late. That's why some of these long shots could still come in it's a long Look, season. It's the whole body of work. Devontae it is not Smith one at one point was 200 to 1 right. winning the Heisman Trophy last year. And that's what you get with some of these teams as well. You have multiple Heisman candidates. Sometimes that can split the vote. And uh, speaking of a guy adding to his candidacy, Desmond Ritter runs oh it in himself into the end zone. Double digit lead now for the Bearcats. All right. Looks like they might be able to salt that one away. Dave, I know you're in Chicago for the Bears game tomorrow against the Lions. We went through the whole segment and did not bring up the 66 yard field goal. Uh, that I know you had a witness there for the Lions, so we were trying to be nice in that one. Did we do okay? You, you did fantastic, and guys, the future is bright. I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning, and I'm going to prepare for the first win of the Dan Campbell era. Oh, there, <laughs> there it we is. go! There we there go! There it is, Detroit. And you got to listen, and you got to follow Dave Miller on Twitter at Miller underscore Dave. Thanks for the time, as always. Come on back. We got a lot of scores and updates. Not going anywhere. Right here on Betting Across America on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 
Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You are looking to bet smarter on Saturdays. VEASAN experts have you covered. We're tracking line movement, studying matchups, and finding value across all of college football every week. Whether it's betting the biggest rivalries or surprise underdogs, VEASAN is on top of it from the early kickoffs to the Pac-12 after dark. Stay tuned to VEASAN for the best college football coverage and get more at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. If you didn't catch Beeson last week, here's some of what you missed. Mike McCarthy. Holy cow. Certifiable moron. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I mean, this guy is an absolute idiot, and this is going to cost the Dallas Cowboys down. You have a second and 31. What a dream scenario. They throw a quick out to Devontae Smith, get the call timeout. They could have gotten the ball back with about a minute 40, minute 35 left. Dak couldn't be stopped in that game. I mean, it was like like a college football game. It was like Alabama playing at USM or something. And it was unbelievable. Mike McCarthy decides to forego the timeouts there. Now, you thought uh, that the Eagles should have tried to go for it on fourth and five. I thought down to 20 seconds, it's worth the risk there because to the point of their defense couldn't stop Dak and the Cowboys, they needed to get two scores in a row there, getting the kickoff in the second half. I think you take the shot, you try to score twice in a row and get yourself back in the game. But if McCarthy calls the timeouts there, there's no shot they're going for it down. They have to kick it back. Yeah, correct on that. The Where I disagree with you, though, is if Philly doesn't convert and they saw who their quarterback was, Jalen Hurts missed three easy passes in that game last night. He is not the answer in Philadelphia long term. But in terms of the short term, you look at it, I think it was a scenario where if they don't convert, the way Dallas is moving the ball, they could have not. They could have gotten into field goal range with one pass. And they had two timeouts. How about when you're up by 13 and you score a touchdown? Why don't you go for two to go up 21? I was wondering <laughs> why you didn't do it when you got up to 20. Yeah. And you, by the way, I think Mike McCarthy gets a bonus in his contract for every timeout he saves this year. If you didn't catch Beeson last week, here's some of what you missed. At DraftKings... AFC versus NFC prop. AFC a slight favorite, minus 115. NFC minus 105. That's very surprising. Very surprising. I guess it's... I mean, you I guess you, Vegas, so, Vegas and Denver are in the lead in the West. Cincinnati, yeah, but I mean, the Baltimore, Chiefs, Cleveland. 
The Chiefs are still the favorite to win that division. Bills are playing better. Yeah, the Chiefs aren't, aren't shaking anything. They're, they're a wild card caliber team. Dangerous wild card, but they're a wild card caliber team. I mean, they let, could very easily be 0 3. Yeah. If the Browns don't self destruct in the fourth quarter. It's not like the Chiefs. They could, I mean, yeah, but let's not pretend that the Ravens game, they were up by double digits in the fourth quarter. So I would say, yes, they could very easily have lost the Browns game, but they very easily could have beaten the Ravens. Ravens. Um, What do you think of the Chargers? You a believer? Believer in what sense? In the sense that... They could win the division? I think they're pretty pretty darn good on defense. I think that's the thing that gets overlooked. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Discover what winning feels like at BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at a very easy 100 bucks. Register using the code VSIN100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 money line wager on any college football game and either team simply scores a touchdown. No matter what your gridiron game is, BetMGM is always ready for all the action. Enjoy parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the code VSIN100. Win $100 when you bet $1 on any college football game and either team simply scores a touchdown. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. New customer offer, paid and free bets. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Back here, betting across America alongside West Reynolds. I am Dave Ross. Let's go back out to Ben Falks live at Mandalay Bay. Been there all day for us with a raucous crowd, Ben. And I do wonder, are are they happy with what they've been seeing so far, what they're witnessing? What's the game that really you're seeing right now that most people have a vested interest in? Yeah, guys, a lot of fans of Alabama, so a lot of cheers there. Definitely an Ohio State contingent. Oh. They've been uh, very happy as well with that uh, domination so far of Rutgers. I'd say those are probably the two biggest ones. Not a lot at Oregon-Stanford. Uh, not a lot of cheers either way, but I'd say definitely that Alabama game, uh, the biggest one so far that we've seen out here. Uh, it's definitely picked up a little bit from the morning in terms of the atmosphere as well. So always good to be out here at Mandalay Bay. Yeah, and so far, again, you mentioned that uh, Stanford game 17-7 to right now as they've begun mm-hmm. the third quarter with Oregon down 10 early. Yeah, we saw our own Stormy Bonantani yeah. on the sidelines today on ABC at Stanford Stadium. And really, uh, one of the big things for Oregon here. They're down not only their starting center, but they're down their offensive coordinator, Joe Moorhead, who is a very good one, I believe. Uh, I'm not sure if it was COVID or not, but nevertheless, he is not there in Stanford Stadium today. So he's not, they're not running that up tempo and changing the tempo. It's actually non COVID related okay. elements per University of Oregon spokesperson. So wanted to clean that up. But Oregon uh, up against it here, and we were kind of worried about this spot for the Ducks. And right now, Every reason to worry, but down 10 here, just starting the second half. Ben, want to thank you for all your yeoman's work today over at Mandalay Bay. So uh, always appreciate you joining us every Saturday here. Great insight as always. So enjoy the rest of your college football Saturday, Ben. Thanks, guys. All right. And right now, Ole Miss is on the board. And we just had Dave Miller on, who is a Heisman voter. 
And he said, look, McIlroy's not out of this thing per se, uh, even if they, they lose. He does run mm-hmm. in their first score of the day for Ole Miss. So that's the point here. It's very reactionary yeah, that yeah. We, we understand he was the favorite before the day, and he's already slipped out, and Bryce Young is, again, the favorite. But if this holds, and whether or not he, mm-hmm. he has a, a better second half or not, he's not out of the picture completely. Well, and one of the things I want to say in terms of like some of the odds-making on this they're not all of a sudden going to drift Matt Corral immediately unless it was just a complete disaster. They're not going to put him back out there at 40 and 50 no. to 1 because, number one, books probably have some exposure on him of people that bet him early in the season when he was in the 30-ish range and whatnot. So it's not like, okay, we want to give you more cookies. We know the guy is going to put up great numbers. Mm-hmm. And look, what Dave Miller brought up in the last segment, very good point. What if he misses a game? Right. What if Bryce Young misses here? He's out a couple games. And by the way, Desmond Ritter off that touchdown now, Ooh. fifteen to two. Now, see, the, there it is. Now the uh, bronze medal position now for the Heisman Trophy. Uh, very quickly, just to, taking a look at some of the big boys in action right now. Uh, Oklahoma. This is surprising to me. They've scored on every possession they've had the football today. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it. it feels yeah. like their offense has just been stagnant. But they've had a lot of field goals, and right now they're driving again uh, uh, in K-State territory, up ten right now, seven and a half. But to your point, I thought you've been right on this by watching this Oklahoma team, certainly for the last couple weeks. Not a lot of splash plays, yeah. but methodically getting it done today and you know conservatively moving the ball. We're not used to that with Lincoln Riley and, and Spencer Rattler, but they are getting it done right now up by 10 at K-State. Yeah, 16 of 18 for Rattler, 180 yards, no touchdowns quite just yet. But look, it's not the big chunk plays. And nope. right now, by the way, Oklahoma minus 13 and a half at BetMGM, 50 and a half on the total. Oklahoma just outside the K-State 30-yard line, but they're going to have third and long here to see if they can get ahead of that number 20 to 10 sooner. And it looks like Cincinnati trying to put the finishing touches on Notre Dame. Notre Dame did get into Bearcat territory. Again, if you're a live better on that one, maybe you were backing the Irish, but they're down 11 with about two and a half minutes to go facing a third and 18. So not looking good right now for the Golden Domers. We want to apologize to Tim Murray in advance, I know he's had some uh, angry tweets out there mm-hmm. towards uh, Notre Dame today. It's not looking good. but still looking pretty darn good for the tree. They're up 10, uh, 13 and a half minutes to go here as they have the ball in possession here. Uh, still on their side of the field against Oregon. But that really could be the biggest but upset potentially of the day. The hour is getting late here in uh, South Bend. Uh, yes. 24 to 13, third and 18 for the Irish. And look, we mentioned... Maybe Cincinnati, they're actually not maybe, that they're the justifiable favorite. I mean, you don't see a team that's won 26 in a row at no. home. Second longest uh, streak behind Clemson, by the way, will go later tonight, 30 in a row. But there's a reason. This UC team is absolutely for real. Uh, the Bearcats have come in. Now Notre Dame pretty much down to the end here, fourth and 18. All right, as we're wrapping up our final uh, couple minutes here on betting across America for the day, I do want to get uh, quickly your thoughts on a couple of games. Again, if you've had a rough betting Saturday so far, doesn't mean you have to go pedal to the metal, but you mm. know there's always a couple get-right spots that you feel like late night that you might want to dabble into. I'm looking at this Arizona State-UCLA game, and UCLA is giving three at home. We know Herm Edwards has got a mm. pretty talented team here for the Sun Devils. They got off to a rocky start. People have kind of forgotten about them. When the fight and Chip Kelly's beat LSU, that put them on the national map a little bit. What do you make of this number? Yeah, I did take Arizona State three and a half earlier in the week. Gave it out at three at the beginning of the show. And both these teams got bounce back wins last week. Uh, ASU beat Colorado 35-13, three and one. 
ASU still hasn't beaten that team. That's why I feel like they're a little lukewarm on ASU in the market. And look, UCLA has beaten LSU, uh, so they have at least a marquee win. UCLA did go up to Stanford and win 35-24, and we see that Oregon very much struggling with this same Stanford team. DTR, the quarterback, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson for UCLA, did get a little banged up last week, and that's kind of a little bit why I like ASU. ASU in yards per play margin is like plus 2.7. That's actually a big margin. It's one of the top 10 in the country. And I think ASU is kind of looking for that statement game. They do not have that. They had a chance a couple weeks ago in Provo, and they just made too many mistakes, turnovers, a lot of penalties. It seemed like they had about 300 yards in penalties. (laughs) I was watching that game. And every time you saw ASU moving backwards, uh, so they didn't get it done against BYU. But look, BYU now number 13 in the country. So nothing to sneeze at necessarily losing. But, you know, Herm has been very good in this spot, yep. though. 11-4 and is an underdog in his short career out there in Tempe. Uh, and and I, I just like him in the spot. Chip Kelly, 1-7-1 and at the home, uh, home with UCLA against foes that come off a win. So... I thought three and a half. I just basically took the number there. I like the Sun Devils in this spot. And I think that Pac-12 is going to get really wild and wooly kind of behind. And it's, you look, if Oregon loses, then it's all bets are off. Right. You know, who the, who the heck knows is going to win this conference. But ASU was the team I really did like in the South Division. They were the team I projected in the college football betting guide. So I'm sticking with Herm and the Sun Devils. Uh, what do they call it? Is it Forks Up? Or Force what is, up. is that their motto I down there in Tempe? If it isn't, it should be because it's a fantastic Then I just motto. said it was. So uh, Five possessions for Oklahoma, five scores, three touchdowns, two field goals. They just got another touchdown, 27-10 to right now. So maybe slowly but surely they're getting their offense back in gear, uh, certainly getting it done today in Little Manhattan. Very quickly, final minutes of the show here, Fresno State. At Hawaii, and again, it's the last game on the board mm-hmm. for the evening. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're, you're trying to chase a little bit here. Is it as easy as laying the points with Fresno? Uh, I don't know, even though Jay Kaner oh. now all of a sudden starting to get a little bit of love. Uh, look, remember, they almost lost not only their win over UCLA and then the very following week, they almost lost the 30-point favorites to UNLV. Jay Kaner had to five, throw five touchdowns to lead that second-half comeback. Jay Kaner's number's really good. 15-2 to two TD to interception ratio. Already 1,842 yards in five games. Uh, Hawaii did get the win in the cover against New Mexico State. If I did anything, it would be the over in this late-night bailout game between the Bulldogs and the Rainbow Warriors. Okay, final seconds here on the show today. What's the biggest surprise that you saw in our college football Saturday for the last six hours as we watched all these games? You know, uh, Maybe uh, just kind of looking at how easily, even though I did like Georgia in the points, how easily yeah. they dispatch Arkansas. Because I think Arkansas is really good. I think they're a top 10, top 15 legit team. I'm with you on that. I, I'm a little bit surprised that the, the way, not that Alabama is winning in the manner that they are, yeah. but th- that defensively. The fact that they just look like they're toying with them. Absolutely. Uh, Wes, it's been a lot of fun. It is a final, by the way. Cincinnati did beat Notre Dame 24-13, to 13, so that is over. I think you can say goodbye to Notre Dame's national championship mm-hmm. hopes and hello to Cincinnati as they try to keep in that conversation. Uh, Wes, it's been a blast, but don't go anywhere here. You want some pro football talk? Brady Cannon, James Salinas, they got you covered. Don't go anywhere. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah. 
love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.